Welcome to another inspirational message from Gateway Life Church. We're so glad that you've joined us and trust that this podcast will be a blessing to you. I really do want us to just give it up because of what Christ has done. It is finished. Wow, wow, wow. It's such an exciting time of the year. One of the last seven statements that Jesus utters upon the cross is, it is finished. On Good Friday, we looked at the last seven things that Jesus ever said when he was on the cross. And this particular uh, part of what he said is found only in the Gospel of John in chapter 19, verse 30, and it's Gateway Word of the Week. Jesus said, it is finished. But I've got one question. I don't know about you, but when I read the, the Word of God, I like to ask questions. I, it's good to read it. It's clearly good to read it. It's good to allow it to just touch your heart, touch your mind. But sometimes it's good to ask questions. And the question that I have, when Jesus said, it is finished, my one and only question is, what exactly was finished? You know, this is the time when on the Christian calendar, when we celebrate, you know, Easter and all that Jesus has done. And I just want to submit to you because we want to keep on discipling you, empowering you to go and be the church in the world and to make disciples and, and be like the scripture says, to be ready in and out of season and on every occasion to give an account to others of the hope that is within us. And, and so what if someone were to come up to you and say, hey, I keep on hearing that Jesus says that it's finished. What exactly is finished? And so we want you to be able to have an answer. You know, Jesus wasn't just talking about the end of his life. He's like, well, I'm done. He wasn't just talking about the fact that he had finished the race. But he was, in fact, putting an end to all of the devil's authority and to all of the devil's power and the sin which can so easily entrap us. Colossians chapter 2 verse 15 says, In this way Jesus totally disarmed all the spiritual rulers and authorities and every demon and made a public spectacle of them by his victory over them upon the cross. But that's not all. There's more. Jesus not only saves us through his body, through the sacrificial uh, act of giving up his body or, and through his blood, and he not only forgives us and cleanses us from all sin. You see, he doesn't just forgive us. He actually cleanses us of all of our sins. As Trina has already acknowledged, here is my mother-in-law here today. Before she was my mother-in-law, she was my spiritual mom and still is my spiritual mom. She was my first spiritual mother. And, you know, I'll never forget the day, June 18, 1989, when Jesus first forgave me and cleansed me of all of my sins. It was like having a spiritual shower from my spirit, for my heart and for my soul, for my mind. He saved me just in time. You see, the Bible also says he doesn't just forgive and cleanse, but get this, guys, this is good news. 
Psalm 103 verse 12 says, But as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our sins from us. You do know what that means, don't you? The things that we've asked the Lord to forgive us of have been far removed from us that the east and the west will never meet. And with the sin, so goes the guilt, so goes the condemnation, and all that the devil would want to put on us and throw at us. In the English uh, language, in the English language, we use three words to say, it is finished. But in the Greek, they just have one word. And that one word is the word tetelestai. Tetelestai, meaning the completion of a transaction. It meant that the original agreement was now completely paid in full. If anyone was to speak out the Greek word tetelestai, it was always said with great joy and a great sense of victory, happiness, and blessing. It would be like saying, I've won the lotto. I've won the lotto. And that's exactly how they would use the word tetelestai. So when Jesus uses this word, he's speaking about the completion of an unpayable and outstanding debt, which is now paid in full. When Jesus was upon the cross, he declared with a loud voice, it is finished. And someone here, I believe, needs to find their voice, step into their destiny by boldly declaring to their history, it is finished. God wants you to find that prophetic voice. He wants you to find your voice where you just don't accept the way things are. Whatever you're dealing with, it may not have started with you, but it can stop with you because Jesus said, it is finished. God wants to use you to not only just break generational curses, but to start generational blessings. You know, isn't it true? We all have something that we carry from our past. We all have a history, some kind of generational dysfunction that we carry with us, things that have been spoken in and over our lives. We can all have some family strongholds, mindsets, patterns of behavior that can be challenging to overcome. And it can be really just so easy to accept it and just think to ourselves, well, that's just the way that I am. But God didn't create you or I to go through life oppressed by our history. He uniquely created us to walk freely into our destiny. And I just want to encourage someone here today to question your thoughts, to question how you feel, to question at times why you feel the way that you feel when it comes to some of the things that you see and hear. And could it be that what you're feeling, what you're thinking has nothing to do with anyone around you, but everything within you because of a generational dysfunction, because of perhaps some rejection in your past, some disappointment, some heartache, some discouragement. I just want to encourage you to question not just what you're thinking, not just what you're feeling, but sometimes even what you're saying. Have you ever said something and thought to yourself, why did I say that? 
I don't even know why I said what I said about that particular situation or in the midst of that particular conversation. I don't know about you, but I've found myself saying certain things just because it's what I heard my mother say. Just because it's what I heard my father say. And I thought to myself, that's not actually me. That's something that's been passed on from generation to generation. You see, that generational dysfunction, it may have come with you, but it can stop with you. And you can be a new line of generational blessing. I want to ask you, are you someone who is constantly reliving your past, replaying your past, perhaps you're regretting your past, wished you had a different past, you need to stop and stand up and say, it is finished. And that my history is a part of His story, God's story of love, grace, and truth. Are you someone who's walking around perpetually feeling guilty? You know, when you look at the word, the definition of the word guilty, it actually means someone who has committed some hideous act or crime. And there are so many people walking around just guilt-ridden. Let me give you an example. Uh, Again, are you someone who's walking around feeling perpetually guilty? Are you someone who is feeling guilty because you're blessed? Guilty because you said yes? Guilty because you said no, guilty because you can, guilty because you can't. Why don't you just stand up and say, it is finished with guilt. Why don't you just give thanks and do what you know that God is calling you to do with all of your heart, mind, soul and strength and say to those feelings of guilt, it is finished and I am blessed to be a blessing. If you're living guilty and condemned, then I want to just kindly remind you today that you have lost sight of just who Jesus is. If you're someone who is feeling perpetually guilty and condemned, then we have forgotten God's love, grace, and truth. And if you're someone who is exalting and making your problems or your history bigger than God, let me just give you a little reality check and some perspective as we just go to the first slide. Let's just take a look at, uh, you know, our solar system. Uh, We live in a neighborhood called the Milky Way. As you can see, there is planet Earth and that's where you live. (laughs) That's where you are including all of our issues, our history, and our problems. And for me personally, every time I look at this kind of image, it's just a great reality check. And I think to myself, yep, that's right. It's a good reminder. Nothing is as big as the mind can make it out to be. Let's go to the next slide. Um, It says in Isaiah that God... When he wants to measure the universe, he does so with the span of his hand. Now, my understanding of the span of someone's hand, it could be, that's probably hang loose. um, But like with the span of your hand, he measures the universe. 
So I wanted to give some little perspective how this is the universe in God's hand. I just want to say that that is a hand that you can trust. That is a loving hand. That is a gracious hand. That is a merciful hand. That is a healing hand. And I just want to remind someone here today that God is big. And it's not a good testimony to walk in. Listen, it's not a good testimony for any of us to walk around feeling perpetually guilty. You need to say to guilt, go to hell. Jesus died for our guilt. He died for our condemnation so that we could go free. If we allow, if we will allow God to work in us, He will work through us. You see, God wants to give us, guess what He wants? doesn't matter who you are, what you've done, what your title is. God wants to give all of us beauty for our ashes. But one of the things, and listen, I've had my, like you, like you, I've had my fair share of ashes where life has burnt me. Certain events in life, relationships, disappointments, discouragement, depression, it doesn't matter what it is. I too have been burned through life. You just have to live uh, just a little bit of life before life burns you and it produces ashes. But God wants to give us beauty for ashes and the thing that I've discovered it's this there's got to come a time when you let go of the ashes so that God can give you his beauty remember that song that I sang for you uh, you know when I first got saved and it's still a song I was talking about it mum a few weeks ago how there used to be a song that would always touch my heart and it still does. And, and, the, and the words of the song go, Something beautiful, something good, or my confusion he understood. All I had to offer Jesus was brokenness and strife, but he made something beautiful of my life. And you see, Jesus knows that we're broken. He knows that we're hurting. He knows that we've got pain. He knows there's something of a, of a limp in our walk in life. He knows that and he sees that, even though we're doing all that we can to not allow others to see parts of the real us, that painful us, that broken us, that messed up us. Hey, if you're messed up in some way, welcome to Gateway Life Church because we're all messed up here in some way. You see, you can't hold on to the old and expect to receive the new. Something has to go, and that something that has to go is the old. It's the negative. It's the broken. And uh, that's why, you know, when it comes to the past, that's why it's called the past. We've got to quit, quit dwelling on, reliving the past. This is what King David did. You can read all about it. We're not going to read the story today, but I'm just going to paraphrase it. It's in 2 Samuel chapter 12. This is what King David did. You see, he had a newborn baby that had become very sick. And David prayed and he fasted day and night for the baby. But on the seventh day, the baby died. And no one knew how David would, would handle this news. But when they told him, the story goes in 2 Samuel that David got up off the ground. He took a shower, 
put on some clean clothes and went back to the temple to worship again. When he was finished there, he went and ate with his men. They were also amazed and they asked, saying, David, when the child, when the baby was alive, you wept and you refused to eat. But now that the baby is dead, you've stopped mourning and you're acting like everything is okay. David said, I cannot bring him back from the dead, but one day I will see him again. And David did everything he could. And sometimes, you know, we do everything that we can do. He chose to live better and not bitter by declaring it is finished. And could it be that there's someone here today, and I know that you've had something not go your way. You've perhaps like David, you prayed, you fasted, you believed. And, and, and my wife and I, we know what that's like. We too had a similar incident, except instead of the baby living for seven days, we had twin boys that came into the world together, lived for seven hours and left this world together. Let me tell you something. We were both full of faith that they would live we were full of expectation. We had our whole church praying at the time that these babies would live. But now Isaac and Joshua are in eternity with Christ. And it won't be too long before we see them again. Because Jesus is coming back, right? Or we might go to, to be with him. And so I believe that we all have some kind of heartache. Some kind of discouragement. Some kind of disappointment. But I also believe that someone here is also on the verge of uh, a beauty for ashes season. Can I encourage you, don't choose to live bitter. Choose to live better and make your history a part of his story of love, grace and power. Because David got up, he went back to the temple to worship. And I just believe that it could be that someone here has to now play their part and like David, put on some new clothes, wash your face, put on a new attitude, clean yourself up, come back to the place of worship and get ready for the new things that God is about to do. Especially as we come off the back of these last two years, like it's been massive. There's actually a thing now that's like, there's like a, uh, an aftershock with the whole COVID season. People are experiencing great fatigue. And, uh, and I just get it. I understand it. But we need to just come to that place as we just surrender and declare it is finished. Jesus said to a crippled man in John chapter 5, he said to the crippled man who'd been in the one place, in the one neighborhood for 38 years. Do you know the story? Once a year, an angel would come into this uh, particular place and he would stir the pool. And whoever was first to get into the pool would be healed. But this particular crippled man, he was full of excuses. And I can just imagine he was in this place for 38 years. He was living in that place, surrounded by the same people, surrounded by the same conditions, the same mindsets, the same conversations. I can just imagine that this particular man who'd been there 38 years had set up his room. He'd set up some photos, perhaps, 
I don't know, he just wanted to make it as comfortable as he could. But I just love how Jesus just comes into the whole situation and says, get up, stand up, take up your bed and walk. And, I, and it's interesting, you know, because Jesus asks this man who'd been there 38 years, he said, do you want to be made well? Just get up. Take up your bed and walk. Could it be that you're waiting for some kind of angel to come into your situation and stir the atmosphere so that you can be healed and set free? And all you actually need to do is just respond to a statement when Jesus says, why don't you just stand up? I don't want to embarrass my mother right now, and I really hope that I don't. But there was uh, where they used to live in Augusta Street, Augusta Court, and uh, they had a pool in the backyard right had a pool and I think I might have been I think it might have been Christmas time and uh, mum was in the pool and she was it looked like she was drowning right yeah so kind of like just bobbing like but then I, I soon realized she was in the shallow end and I'm like mum just stand up <laughs> just stand up <laughs> And so, of course, she stood up and she was way above the water. And, uh, and it was, we still laugh about that today. Just stand up. Just stand up. It'll be okay. And, and I think sometimes we just need to stand up. Just stand up. You know what the devil does not want you to do? The devil wants you, first of all, just to lay down. Lay down. Don't get up. You can't get up. It's impossible for you to get up and rise above that particular thing in your life. You can. You can. You just have to stand up and declare it is finished. And I promise you, it'll be done. Because Jesus said, it's done. And, uh, and I know that sometimes, yeah, I know it sometimes it can take a little bit of time to get to that place. But you will. You see, as long as we're making excuses for where we are, blaming this, blaming that, I am like this because of, uh, if that's what we're doing, we're going to remain stuck. But say to your excuses, it is finished. As long as we justify our history, our condition, our hard luck stories, we're going to give it authority and permission to continue to take up residence. But Easter, as we begin to come to a close, Easter is a testimony to Romans chapter 8, verse 11. And it says, And if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through His Spirit who lives in you. And that's what we need. We need some more of the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And so let me declare to you today that the past, that the hurts, the regrets, come on now, it's finished. That poverty mentality, the addictions, the dysfunction, the guilt, the shame, the self-pity and pain, it is finished. This is a new day to break generational patterns and curses and declare generational blessings. I just want to invite you to stand this morning and I just want to pray for everyone. I really do believe that what we need is some more of that Holy Spirit power. Don't you think it's amazing that Jesus was bodily resurrected by the Holy Spirit? 
Don't you think that's what we need? John the Baptist, he said that he must decrease, talking about himself, and that Jesus must increase. When the stone was rolled away that was guarding the entrance of the tomb, it wasn't just to let Jesus out, but it was to let us in. And I just pray that you would open up the door of your heart and let Jesus in. And if today this word somehow has, I don't know, spoken to you, perhaps convicted you, where you've had some thoughts like, wow, yeah, uh, that was a good reminder today from God's word. I hadn't looked at it that way. Or perhaps you're like, gee, it's been a, a while since I've just remembered such things about who Christ is and, and what he's done for me and what my purpose is and who I've been created to be. If for whatever reason you feel distant from God, then why don't you allow me to lead you in a prayer today? And this prayer is all about coming back to the place of worshiping Jesus, where we say, sorry, God, sorry for the times I've thought bitter. Sorry for the times I've spoken or behaved bitter. Lord, I choose to live better and your way is the better way. So if you just know that you stand in the need of prayer and of God's love, unconditional love, grace and mercy again, why don't you pray this prayer after me? Are you ready to pray? Pray this prayer from your heart after me. Dear Father in heaven, I humble myself today and I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I acknowledge that Jesus Christ is my risen Lord, my Savior, my healer, my friend, my soon coming King. I choose this day to declare to my history that it is finished as I step all the more into my destiny. I choose this day to live better and not bitter and to give thanks for all that is before me in Jesus' name. Amen. Lord, thank you for everyone's prayer. And I just want to ask, uh, before we close today, uh, if you prayed that prayer today from your heart, either for the first time or as a rededication, would you be strong now and just very quickly, just lift up your hand if that was you today. Wow, wow, yeah. Just lift up your hand if that was you. That's wonderful. God bless. That's powerful, 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 wonderful. That is so cool. And for those online, I want to bless you as well. Thank you for tuning into this broadcast. And uh, why don't you consider just either messaging our church or emailing us about perhaps what God has done in your life today. Wow. Well, that's uh, our Easter for 2022 uh, called It Is Finished. And I pray that even though the season of Easter is ending from a calendar point of view, I pray that the message of Easter, it is finished, will remain with you forever. Let me encourage you to keep on standing up, declaring it's done and it's finished. 
Thanks for listening to this week's message from Gateway Life Church. For more information, please visit gatewaylifechurch.org.au. God bless and have a great day.